this is Reaching the Finish Line. And I'm your host, Callan Dix. Check out the website, www.reachingthefinishline.com. And pick up my free report. Save up to 75% what they don't want you to know. ReachingTheFinishLine.com We just want to uh, catch up with you, you know, a lot of our previous guests, uh, and tell the audience who you are. I'm Tom Antion. Great. And- was our, our episode three guest. And it's been a while since we had you on, uh, Tom. It's been, uh, last time we had you on was, on was March of last year. So tell the audience what you're up to. Well, I just got a, uh, a new the, the iPhone 7 Plus, and it's like carrying a laptop around in your pocket. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> Big as my hands are, I can't even hardly hold it without dropping it. So, oh, doing that, doing a Facebook live show every uh, Sunday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. Um, so uh, that's a lot of fun. It's a variety show that uh, covers tips on my main source of expertise, which is internet marketing for small business, mm-hmm. professional level speaking, mm-hmm. and also uh, something I don't. I don't know if I had done this when I talked to you last, uh, Brutal Self-Defense. I came out with a course on this. I, You know, with all this stuff that's happening in the world, I thought, you know what, I should roll this out. I mean, I've been living a secure lifestyle pretty much my whole life and uh, been in over 100 um, confrontations, bikers trying to kill me. And so I know a lot of stuff about staying safe. And so I... Uh, I rolled out a thing called Brutal Self-Defense. Mm. So it's BrutalSelfDefense.com. And uh, oh, we're doing uh, more stuff with retargeting, um, a paid traffic rather than search engine positioning. I see. Uh, so, uh, how, yeah, how, how, How's your internet marketing school, Tom? Oh, well, we're, uh, we're making, we're finally making the application to be accredited after all these years. So we now qualify to, we qualify to make the application. <laughs> I see. So, uh, yeah, and it's extremely expensive. I mean, it's pretty much in line with the goals that I had set a long time ago is that nobody else will, would possibly go through the scrutiny that I have in the internet marketing community. They all want to just hype everything up and, you know, they they're barely pay their rent. Uh, so this is, uh, this is the next step. The school's been operating for five years, and we now, uh, with enough students uh, graduating, we qualify to be accredited. And then that's a whole other level of scrutiny. Wow. I mean, just for them wow. to come down and visit my school, it's going to cost $10,000 a day for them wow. to check me out. And this right. is and this is through the uh, the Virginia Department of Post Secondary Education. Well, that's where we're already licensed. Okay. You you go to what they call an accrediting body, uh, which is a much higher level mm-hmm. for only schools that have um, you know proven to be good, and so uh, the accreditation also allows you to get a .edu domain name. Uh, so those those are regulated, and then also oh, are they? Uh, 
Oh yeah, you can't just go get a .edu. Ah. You can get just ah. a, you can't get a .gov, a .edu, or a .mil for military. Ah. All the other ones are just .orgs don't mean anything. It's just no different than a .com or a .net. But .edu is something, and a uh, a link from a .edu is more valuable in your internet marketing world mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. uh, they're regulated, so it's harder to manipulate. Of course, right. I teach people right. how to manipulate them, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I recommend people uh, check out uh, Tom's Antion uh, Internet Marketing School. You know, a lot of people they're going to a university, they're paying tens upon tens of thousands of dollars every year, and Tom is teaching you specifically how you can be successful as an internet marketer. So uh, this, this is great. I mean, it's basically almost like a, a technical school, but specifically uh, for internet marketing. And, you know, I, I, de I, I definitely wish there was more types of uh, schools like yours, Tom. It's just unfortunate to see uh, so many people graduating and they have about, you know, anywhere between uh, forty to $80,000 in student loan debt. And sometimes people, if they go into an Ivy League university, they, they probably don't have to pay that for the rest okay. of their life. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, actually, it's considered my school's considered a vocational school, no different than heating and air conditioning. And I stuff. see. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it, ours is our tuition is 18,000. And in six to six months to a year, you can have uh, either uh, running your own business, uh, consulting for other businesses or working for another company or any combination of those and with no ceiling. Uh, you know, there's there's no limit to what you can make on the internet when you know how to make inexpensive websites and how to get traffic to them and all the nuts and bolts of it. Now there are some classes tied to big universities, but guarantee you the people that started them and wrote the curriculum mm -hmm. aren't multimillionaires. That's yeah. number one. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. That's guarantee very true. they don't keep the curriculum up to date. We we change sometimes in a matter of days. We update our curriculum because that's how fast things change. Guaranteed, no university course is going to change at least year to year. But we change right in the middle to keep you up to date. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's a unique uh, entity. And so now we, we're our next level is to get that accreditation. Great. So, so you said it's eighteen thousand dollars, and it's a, it's a year program, correct? Uh, six. Uh, you can't uh, graduate in less than six months because so many schools have opened up, take all your money, and then they don't. They give you a two week course and send you on your way. So I see. No, it's at least six months. But chances are, someone conscientious that really takes advantage of all the electives we have and everything. Take six months to a year. Yeah, and and Tom, what about you know someone really interested? In maybe perhaps you know, you know their pockets are kind of hurting a bit. Uh, do you have some type of uh, you know payment uh, uh, payment plan or financial yeah, aid program? Yeah, yeah our uh, uh, admission counselor Jennifer will uh, uh, work out uh, you know things that uh, can fit your budget. Yeah, so absolutely, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this this is something you know. I, you know, I'm definitely behind. Definitely something I will recommend. Tom, uh, what's the exact name and what's the website? It's the uh, Internet Marketing Training Center of Virginia. Okay. And it's imtcva.org. Imtcva.org. But it is distance learning, so you can be anywhere in the world uh, as long as you speak uh, decent English. You can uh, you can apply. 
Oh, that, that that is awesome too. Um, being a, a distance learning program definitely makes it more uh, convenient and flexible for people, especially you know people who have families or maybe yeah. other obligations. So man, that, that that is awesome. I love what you're doing, Tom. You know, uh, you know we haven't talked in a while, so uh, you know I'm definitely happy that we got an opportunity uh, to connect with you again. Uh, definitely one of the most uh, listened episodes uh, in the Reaching the Finish Line catalog. So. Uh, definitely great about that but Tom you know definitely respect your time uh you know you know we thank you and my audience is grateful that you know you spent a few minutes with us and we're going to go on and call the next uh next like random guest okay man catch you later thanks Tom all right bye-bye bye-bye start with a free audiobook go to reachingthefinishline.com and scroll to the bottom of the page to click on the audible banner to get your free audiobook You may not have a lot of free time, but you can definitely listen to a book on a plane, on the bus, or even while you're driving. Go to reachingthefinishline.com and scroll to the bottom of the page to click on the Audible banner to get your free audiobook. Start reaching the finish line with your free audiobook. Hello. Hello. Who's this? Hey, this is Callan Diggs, host of the internationally syndicated radio show, and we're we're we're, we're doing a phone time episode, and we're just we're just reaching out to some of our previous guests just to see what they're up to. Tell the audience who you are. <laughs> hey, Callan, it's David. How are you? All right. So. David Hancock, the founder and publisher of Morgan James Publishing. Last time we had David on was May of last year. So, David, tell the audience what you're up to. Uh, Right now, I'm sitting in the office looking at our sales process for the next batch of books we're selling to the bookstore. So, it's a a, uh, light day on calls and meetings, but an intense day on pitching the book. So, it's pretty fun. Great, great. Uh, You know, you... You produce a lot. You produce you produce a lot of books. Uh, you know, each year under under Morgan James Publishing, uh, which is your uh, publishing company. Uh, which book have you been the most excited about in 2016? Your catalog. <laughs> you know, we do 140 books a year, which is only about uh, you know less than three a week. But it still would be hard for us to say which is our favorite because it's like asking me which is our favorite kid. I mean, they're all important. Um, <laughs> Some some breakout excitements are, I think, uh, every week. Uh, but I, I, I can't say which one's my favorite in 2016, but uh, we've, we're blessed to have them. They're all incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't be mad if you said, uh, you know, my book was your favorite. <laughs> uh, great, great. So, so David, any other projects uh, that you're working on? I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, you're a publisher, but you know, there's there's a lot of other cool things that you do that you do uh, in the publishing world. Uh, anything, anything exciting that that's worth talking about? Um, the times are definitely changing, so we're just kind of keeping up with it and staying ahead of it's a, a full-time job for sure. But uh, we've been blessed to continue our global expansion. We opened up an office in uh, Nashville, Tennessee last year, and then Melbourne, Australia this year. And then we'll be, I actually already signed the lease, but we'll be opening up an office in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada uh, next year. 
Yeah, and for those who you don't know, Morgan James Publishing uh, has 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 won an award of the fastest growing uh, independent publisher by Publishers Weekly of three. Is that three or four years in a row now? Five years now. Oh, five years. <laughs> I, I'm behind. I'm behind. So definitely, definitely a fast growing, evolving publisher. And as David talked about, you know, his offices in Tennessee and now in Vancouver. Definitely, uh, perhaps, you know, if you're looking for a uh, book publishing contract, you know, instead of going to people like Simon Schuster, Harper Collins, you might want to consider uh, Morgan James Publishing. You know, for people uh, for people who, who haven't heard uh, Episode 7, uh, David, uh, perhaps you can uh, give people or let people know the difference between uh, the other publishers and Morgan James Publishing. Well, sure. So Morgan James is a traditional publisher, but yet we cater to the... Uh, uh, entrepreneur, and we understand and get the nature of the entrepreneur. So all of our authors still enjoy the credibility of being traditionally published with the distribution into the bookstores, the exclusivity of only being one of 140 books published every year, and uh, the opportunity to have successes like our 27 New York Times bestseller listings. But they still own all of their own intellectual property. Uh, they play a part in all the decisions that affect the book and the market. And then we work together to produce a phenomenal book and pitch it to the market and help the authors leverage the book just like you're doing. And, and uh, you know, uh, you know, a lot of people nowadays, David, you know, they feel so intimidated. People want to write a book and they feel so intimidated to go to a Simon Schuster, uh, a Penguin, a Harper Collins, because, you know, they feel like, you know, uh, p- you know, pitching their book to them is like buying a lottery ticket, you know, <laughs> you know. You know, if we look at if we look at like a mid tier publisher like Morgan James, how many proposals do you get, and how many do you accept? Yeah, so we're always looking for a reason to say yes, but um, we we do have a very specific model in looking for an author that has something really good to say. They're passionate, they're enthusiastic, and the reader can benefit from it. But we get excited when the reader and the writer can get together and enhance both their lives. So we get a little over fifty five hundred submissions each year. But again, we only publish 140 each year. By comparison, there are over 5,800 books published every week from the traditional publishers. Now, our numbers are included in that, but still over 5,800 books published each week. So it can be a very daunting task to find that right place to, you know, to trust your work with. Indeed, indeed. And, and, and oftentimes... Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, they get, they have this nervous, you know, they're nervous, they have anxiety, you know, cause yeah, obviously you know, they, 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 they want to, they want to put the, their best foot forward. They want to, you know, have a great book proposal so they can increase their chances of uh, getting a book contract. Uh, what will you get? What would be some tips that you will offer Dave to, uh, to write a great book proposal to increase the likelihood of them getting a book contract? One of the most important things to do is to study the the publishing houses that you're considering to send the book to. Make sure that they publish the book or books like you're wanting to write. One of the biggest reasons why we reject manuscripts, now we, of course we do it in love and respect, but one of the biggest reasons why we pass is they're pitching books to us that we just don't do um, or aren't aren't answering the questions that we're asking in our process. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, just looking over the weekend submissions that came in, many of them will be rejected because they just didn't answer the questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and unfortunately, we don't have time to go back and say, hey, well, you missed question two, three, and five. You know, in the proposal process, uh, you've just got to pay attention to it and give the respect to the process, as much respect to the process as you would to marketing the book and leveraging the book, because that's what it's all about. 
Great. And we, de- you know, I'm definitely, uh, you know, very respectful of your time. You know, David is a busy guy, you know, and doing a lot of big things. But, you know, one of the final questions I uh, definitely want to ask you is perhaps you could talk a bit about your imprints. Because a lot of people know Morgan James Publishing, but you also have several imprints and where perhaps could, 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 could help the listener um, perhaps know what would be the best imprint for their manuscript. That's a good, good question. And we try to make it simple for the authors, but um, we do have... We do have several imprints, partly to kind of clarify the message for the bookstores. Um, we started out doing just business nonfiction and really have mastered that, and that's still our core um, business. Uh, but we have, over the years, realized that entrepreneurs write other things. So entrepreneurs sometimes teach their message in the story of a fiction book. So now we have Morgan James Fiction, which is our fiction imprint. Um, we do good quality, clean manuscripts with a big message or a big purpose. Um, we don't publish books that just have a great story. There's a great place for them somewhere else, but we look at books that have a great story plus a something else. <laughs> it supports a higher purpose or a bigger cause or a business or something along those lines. That's kind of where our passion comes from. And then over the years, we also discovered that uh, entrepreneurs can write great faith-based messages as well. And then we also learned that entrepreneurs can write good kids' books to start educating and encouraging and inspiring future entrepreneurs. Um, we also publish most of the guerrilla marketing books. So we've got the Morgan James Guerrilla Marketing Press. And uh, next year we're launching a Morgan James mini series where we're doing mini books, little pocket-sized books, pure content, no fluff. Wow, <laughs> that wow. That's, that's definitely very exciting. Um, you know, David, if people want to check you out, uh, how, how can they get in contact with you or if they want to follow you, you know, we'll, we'll be a great challenge to do that. Um, certainly, you can check us out at morganjamespublish.com. You can follow me on Twitter at David Hancock. And I'm um, happy to help out in any way that I can. Great. Awesome, David. Thanks for answering your phone. Hey, absolutely. I'm always available. Want the full episode? You can get it when you become a Prim20 Premium Radio subscriber. Go to reachingthefinishline.com forward slash buy to get your premium subscription today. Get one hour commercial free episodes, private mastermind calls with our guests, and much more. Go to reachingthefinishline.com forward slash buy to get your premium subscription. For just another way to help you start reaching your finish line. And welcome. Today we have a special guest. We have Cynthia Maza Farrow. Cynthia is the author of Powerful Beyond Measure, Three Steps to Claim Your Power Within for a Happy and Healthy Life. She's a retired physical therapist, ergonomist, and founder of Industrial Ergonomics and Educational Services. She has spent over 25 years teaching, evaluating, and playing an intricate role in rehabilitation and redesign to reduce stress and debilitating symptoms while empowering others. She also has come to understand that not all physical symptoms have physical origins and find connections between self-limiting beliefs and behaviors and emotional trap energies. Cynthia, welcome. Hi, how are you? I'm so excited to be here on your call today. Great. So, you know, Let's talk about, you know, how did Cynthia get started on 
uh, uh, you know, you know, on your journey as you know, you was a retired physical therapist. Let's talk about that a bit. You know, you know, where did that stem from? Did you always have a passion uh, for physical therapy? You know, was it something that you wanted to do as you got older? You know, were your parents kind of in the field? Let's start with that. Sure. No, my parents were not in the medical field at all. Mm. I intuitively was drawn to medicine because I always felt my hands were very powerful and that they would make an impact in someone's lives. It was just something innate and it was just, I kind of gravitated to the medical arena. And I loved empowering people and being part um, of the rehabilitation. And then I loved teaching. I really was a tough physical therapist because I really felt like that they owned some responsibility when they left the office that they actually had to do their exercises that, you know, they needed to take ownership in their rehabilitation and um, an improvement in life. And um, it was really powerful because when people would come in and they didn't do the exercise, they didn't reap the benefits. And let's let's park right there, Cynthia. You know, I'm quite sure maybe some people may know what physical therapy is, but for the people who, may not have an exact idea what physical therapy is, you know, perhaps you could share that with the audience and maybe give some examples on some of the things you do with patients or you have done with patients. Sure. Physical therapy is actually working on any part of your body that increases its function, strength, flexibility, range of motion, meaning how a joint moves, you know, moving your hand from down pointing to the ground up to the sky That's normal range of motion for that shoulder. So if a patient came in to me and had, let's say they had a a shoulder pain, the doctor wanted them to come in to increase their strength and range of motion, um, we would work on increasing that flexibility and increasing your strength by using weights and different modalities, different types of treatments that would help reach that goal. Mm And and um, uh, what, what are some common uh, types of physical therapy that you, that you have given patients? Oh, my goodness. It's endless. Of course, we have strokes. We have amputees. We have broken bones, sprains, mm-hmm. um, nerve disorders, fibromyalgia, wow. which is undiagnosed nerve pain. Um, it can be anything, you know, it could be low back injuries. I did a lot of spinal rehabilitation when I went into ergonomics, which was working in an industrial situation where the employer, the company wants to reduce injuries in their work site analysis, right? Because if you have an injury, it's going to cost them money and then they're going to be down that person in the production line. And that's why these employers, they have these uh, OSHA standards to try to, I guess, mitigate that. Correct. Exactly. But what I also found in physical therapy is that there was a connection that went much farther than just the physical actual illness, if you will, the diagnosis. Mm. And I'd love to approach that with you a little bit deeper if you'd like to go there. For sure. Let's talk about some of your experiences as a physical therapist you know I've, I've had a lot of great uh 
you know, health health experts on. I've had, you know, from Dr. Sarah Ballantyne, from Dr. Allegra Hart, uh, from, you know, Dr. Ben Fuchs. And, you know, all, all of them are doctors in kind of different specialties, uh, one in pharmacology, another one uh, in natu- naturopathy. And these types of people, you know, I have them on to kind of help people to be able to reach the finish line in their health, to be able to uh, kind of avoid some of these, uh, you know, uh, health problems, health problems that they have. But one thing that, you know, I think that you really can speak to is that a lot of times people, they have health problems and then they go to the doctor and, uh, you know, they think, you know, hey, doc, I'm not feeling well. I have this problem. And a doc runs these, the, the blood tests, runs the panels and it comes back. And the doctor says, there's nothing wrong with you. You're fine. And the person does not feel fine. But the doctor is saying, no, you're fine. But the person say, I don't feel fine. And then doctors say, ah, oh, well, it's just in your head. And there's, a, and there's probably a lot of diseases that are like that. You know, some multiple sclerosis, fibromyalgia, Lyme disease. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things like that where some doctors initially just tell you that, oh, you know, you know it's just all in your head. But then there are also things like uh, psychosomatic illnesses and where uh, it, it – the stress can actually cause the disease. Now, this is something uh, you know you have you have had quite a bit, bit of experience with, and where you have found that not all physical symptoms have physical origins. Talk about that, Cynthia. Thank you. It's one of my passions. I, I love talking about this because everything we do, every word we speak or we hear has an energy connected to it. Mm-hmm. So if I say to you that you are really a, not a very friendly host or I make a comment, a derogatory comment, that sends a particular energy to you. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're a particular person who is extremely sensitive to what people think and feel about you, maybe your parents talked mean to you, maybe other children talked mean to you, maybe your own siblings talked mean to you, that's going to have a really huge trigger for you. And the initial insult when you were back from zero, even before you were born, because that actually happens in utero, to be honest, too. I have lots of situations I can tell you about that, too. But let's continue on. All the way up to about age seven, until your brain is really more mature. You're like a sponge. So you're taking in all this stimuli, how you are feeling emotionally, what's your perception of that situation. So if you're feeling, we're just going to go with this scenario, if that's okay. Yeah. Um. You're very sensitive. So if someone's you, um, they say something to you and you perceive it as a negative response or feedback, that's going to create an area in your body where you're going to feel um, discomfort. Mm-hmm. Okay. Initially, you might feel uh, it in your throat. Let's say for some people, it might be their throat. Other people, it might be in their stomach. Mm-hmm. Some might be in their heart. It doesn't really matter. Now, I'm not talking about a physical pain at this moment. This is more like a a heaviness, pins and needles, more of an ache. Um, So let's just say you tend to feel it in your throat and it's like all of a sudden you get this heaviness in your throat and you just feel like, what am I supposed to say? And you say nothing because you've learned if you did say something in the past, it comes out aggressive because you're angry and hurt. Or because no one really listens to you if you say anything anyway. So you've learned, you've been smacked down enough. Don't bother responding. Let them go ahead and ridicule you Uh and talk negative about you. So you start to have a negative change in your throat region. 
And eventually that can lead to lots of areas of dysfunction. You can actually end up having cancer in the throat. Um, it can be tonsillitis all the time. It's, it doesn't really matter. What happens is as the energy continues to be impacted in the throat region, the, the energy starts to, as it continues to be manifested there and change and altered, it eventually shows up in some physical way. Yeah, I think, I think that's what they call, I believe, psychosomatic illnesses. It's basically, it's basically when this type of stress is bringing upon these type of illnesses. Right. Let's let's uh, go into an example, Cynthia, how where you found a someone that uh, their physical symptoms was not uh, a direct result of a physical origin. Okay, here's a woman who came to me who was actually being treated for hip pain, mm-hmm. um, and she we were starting to do exercises, and as I got to know her, she started to reveal more about her personal life, and she explained that the past three months, her husband had died Mm -hmm. and that she said, you know, she started getting teary eyed and says, I'm really having a hard time, you know, standing up to the kids and telling them that I want to stay in my home, um, making decisions for myself and standing on my own and going forward and, and making a life for myself now. And she kept using words that was about standing up and walking forward, moving on. And what am I treating? I'm treating her hip. Mm-hmm. And she's having a hard time standing up. And um, this particular woman had actually already had um, two hip pl- replacements, one on each side. And this was now another hip problem on uh, her right side. And she had just got divorced from her husband. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and this husband then also died. So she really felt that the husband walked away because they were divorced and then her husband died, ex-husband died. So she had always felt unsupported in her life where she could stand on her own. And as we started working on it, it was revealed that as her chi- as a childhood, that she was always told what to do and how to do it. And her expectations was always uh, predetermined what to do in life. And now that she was on her own, she was really scared. It was very threatening, and she was afraid to take that step forward in her own um, limiting belief that she didn't know if she could. Time to claim your power within, as her, as her subtitle suggests, or you won't reach the finish line. We're going to be very lucky because on Monday, November 8th, my ebook, Too Powerful Beyond Measure, is just being launched. And as a very special guest to you, you can purchase it for 99 cents. And you can go to Amazon.com, type in Powerful Beyond Measure by Cynthia Mazzaferro, and you can get it come November 7th on Monday for three days for 99 cents. So I hope you all take advantage and really allow your power from within to be revealed to you. Look at that, a dollar. Less than a cup of Starbucks. <laughs> thank, Cynthia, Cynthia, thanks for being our guest. Thank you very much and blessings and thank you for all that you do to the world. Thank you for listening. Just another great episode by Callan Diggs, best-selling author and career strategist has seen at Fast Company and Inc. Magazine. If you're not on an email list, you're missing out. Go to reachingthefinishline.com and subscribe to get all the exclusives.